I believe this is episode number five or so of the Explore More podcast, where we get to dig deep into some personal development conversations. Where the last one we were talking about, the last two really were about leadership and leadership in uh, these turbulent times, as we would say. We also ended that saying that there's more to what we than what we uncovered there. Um, but that might be for a later date, right? Let's let's yeah. let's let's continue on, or, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's it's a slight twi- turn, a little bit of a pivot, um, in the conversation that we're going to have today that we have teed up today. And just so that everybody knows, right? Yeah, you know, many podcasts that do a lot of pre work or prep work uh, for the flow to happen. Here, we just have a natural flow, audience. Um, and uh, I typically come with a topic um, that Zoe has either have no idea what I'm talking about um, or it's something that I've told him mm, 15, 20 or the day of kind of oh. minute before, right? So he had very little prep time because uh, he's a busy coach uh, engaging in awesome work of transforming lives. Um, so when we get onto these sessions, this is really. Um, unprepared content back and forth, um, sharing our, our perspectives in these, in these realms and certainly um, our perspectives in, this, in the subject. Now, I, I have prepared you know, a little bit of words, right? Just, just to help the conversation um, if it needs help. In my experience, this does not, it's not needed. <laughs> Right, because we flow where the energy goes, um, and it has been fruitful ever since we have begun asking ourselves questions. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, but I am a stickler for just being uh, prepared and having the backup plan to the backup plan. So uh, that is just a part of who I am, and that's why I have my uh, extremely bright neon card. I love it. I love it. So, so since I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, you go, you go. I cut you off because you No, 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 I was just going to say, since I gave that context, right, I think that is a good opening, a segue into the conversation, right? Because I think a lot of people might not have an understanding of how we really do this, right? They might compare it to other podcasts where there's a whole lot of, of prep and, and, uh, and, and uh, the design in the way that the podcast hosts are orchestrating these things. They have questions, they share the questions with the, um, with the, uh, the other person and, and they, they go about that kind of routine. Wherein for us, we literally start with a question and we flow. We That's go right. where their energy is. We pick it up and, and we, we figure out what's next and how we're going to um, be able to elaborate on the depth and breadth of these topics for growth and development. Perfect. So, I really appreciate you, sir. I really do. I appreciate you. I'm appreciative of the fact of the opening you just offered. And of course, yes, I just received your message, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes ago. Hey, here's what we're gonna talk about. (laughs) But here's what I'd like to offer you today, my friend. Okay. I wanna flip the script. Wait, oh, whoa, <laughs> we want to flip this. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the moderator. 
Okay. Uh huh. Okay, that's 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 new. I can. Uh -huh. Yeah, I I got you here, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you did. So you, I wasn't I'm expecting this. I got in season two, and you know, you you pulling, you asking, we flowing. But today, I would like to shed some light on Mr. Ralph Plaskett. Okay. And I think you'll be appreciative, and you will we'll find out. I firmly believe that during this conversation, it's probably going to be perfectly aligned with the text you sent me a few moments ago. Okay. Unscripted. At least from your perspective, is definitely unscripted. Yeah, I have no idea. We were planning ah, this. <laughs> you ready? Buckle up, brother. Let's do it. So, here's what I'm interested in. Matter okay. of fact, I've known you for over a decade. Yes. And I'm wondering if your audience truly know who you are. So do just do us a slight favor. Describe for us, at your core, who is Ralph Plaskett, the Ooh. owner of the Plaskett Institute, the esteemed author of multiple publications. Huh. Who is Ralph Plaskett at the core? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, you know, um, I like to flip the script as you flip it on me, right? So I, I do recall a conversation. It wasn't at the esteemed Waffle House. Um, I believe it was a Mongolian grill where this really first started about mm -hmm. the core um, of, a, of an individual. And I believe this is where you were really getting into your coaching. I didn't even get into coaching yet. This was um, some probably about seven years ago, if not longer. No, I think it was probably even longer than that. The Mongolian Grill. The Mongolian Grill, man. Yeah, yeah. See, bringing back some memories. And in that conversation, uh, you 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 brought up or or, or the birth of the core um, was born, yeah. where we get to, and this is me putting words in your framework that you put together in that conversation at the Mongolian Grill. Um, but you, you birth um, a framework to help people identify who they are at their core. Um, and in that, I learned, um, as much as I was running away from it for so long, I learned that at, at my core, um, I'm a teacher. I find great joy, peace, and fulfillment in providing instruction, right? In, in, in providing not only just, hey, yeah, you could do this, this, and that, but providing depth for the, for, for the development of an in, individual. So I, I really, you know, want to say honest to you and, and thank you for your framework called the core. Um, you know, I, I don't think you were intending me to go there, but I certainly have to go there when you, you piqued my interest with the word core. But, you know, if I'm going to say who I am, I'm, you know, if I can say with one word is that I'm a teacher. Of course, that's not, you know, that, that is not all who I am, right? Um, I, I'm certainly a coach. I'm certainly a mentor. I'm a father. I'm a brother. I'm all of these things. But at the core of who I am, um, I, I go through all of these aspects or identities of who I am through the lens of uh, a teacher. You know, um, I think, uh, what was it? Bruce Lee had it best. 
Um, and I'm, I'm going to go and butcher his statement now. Maybe I can pull it up here quickly. Um, and, and, and the reason why it's important for me to bring this up is because of um, what he says a, a teacher is, right? So if I bring it up and I take a look at what Bruce Lee says, Bruce Lee says, a teacher is never the giver of truth. He is a guide, a pointer to the truth that each student must find for himself. So I find that to be, um, you know, a quote that I hold on to as looking at myself at, at the core of who I am as a teacher. Um, and it so speaks to uh, the way that I teach through the capability of a coach, right? Um, and I am, again, as Bruce says, I'm not a giver of truth, but I am the pointer of truth. I am the way that I'm directing you and moving you and shaping you into, hey, have you considered over here yeah. in the realization of that truth? Um, you know, I, I could go on and on about me, right? I like to talk, uh, but certainly if I'm going to, um, you know, if I'm going to try to dilute it or, or simplify it, you don't want to dilute. Right, right. I, that's what I said. I, that's a wrong word, dilute. <laughs> but if I'm going to simplify um, the complexity of who I am, I'm going to say I am a teacher. Okay. Well, you know, I, I really appreciate your, your, your reflection, you know, inward respect, reflection as to who you are and at your core. And I think it's so important that, you know, as individuals, as human beings, uh, as we go through this thing called life, we identify who we are, right? Not what someone else has subscribed us to be or how we think we ought to be because of the environment, but most importantly, truly being aligned with ourselves. And as you, as I heard you frame it out, you know, as you've identified, even going back to the days of the Mongolian grill, which is not as exquisite as the Waffle House. Not at all. Uh, you know, you were begin to, you know, uncover these things about who you are, the things that you do, so forth and so on, and it concluded that being a teacher. But let me ask you this. What makes being a teacher the guide? What makes that so important for you? Mm, always these powerful questions. So what makes being a teacher so important for me? You know, I, I, I think, not I think, rather, I, I know, okay, so. Thank you for moving from your head. <laughs> right. right. Uh, um, the, if I'm looking at life, right, and then I'm looking at creating a life that is um, full of joy, of love, of fulfillment, of purpose, of meaning, um, package that all up. Um, then I want to be able to create the conditions so that I can walk into a life like that, right? So that means that if I'm going to do something, I need to do something that's going to give me fulfillment, purpose, joy, 
um, love, so on and so forth. So for me, being a teacher provides me the ultimate fulfillment, right? And, 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 and some people say, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's good. You know, you check off the box, you feel good, whatever. No, it, it's really um, part of my identity, right? I see myself through the lens of a teacher. And in order for me to feel whole, in order yeah. for me to feel complete, in order for me to feel like I am, I am doing uh, my best in this time that I have here on this earth, I need to be able to execute on that, um, that identity that I hold right, as, a, as a teacher. And the way that I, I choose to do it, it can be very in the cross, um, but I, the, at the core of who I am, I'm a teacher, and in order for, for me to feel fulfillment, I have to teach. Right now, my my son, uh, my <laughs> my feel like uh, you know not not dad again with a lesson, right? Right, but but uh, but that's just who I am. That's right out of the core, right? My you know my coaching style, you know I interweave you know moments of uh, teaching moments um, to be able for our for my coach my coaches my clients to be able to hold on to something. Uh, a, a just as tangible as the their own personal learning that they're gaining throughout the session. You know, my my my, my wife would say, <laughs> my wife would say, stop trying to stop trying to coach me or stop trying to be you know being a teacher of me. But that's just just you know I give all these examples to share like that's just who I am, right? I I and and if I'm not fulfilling that then I'm not getting fulfillment. And then, you know, that really goes on to the question of identity and how do, how, how that plays such a, a factor in so many lives, right? Because if we're not walking out our identity, if one, we don't know, our, if one, we don't know what our identity is, and two, when we do realize what it is and we're not walking it out, um, then, you know, those are some, um, those aren't, you know, those are some really deep-seated questioning and work um, that that needs to be had um, if uh, around the whole topic of identity and, and actually operating in that identity. Yeah, man, I really, really appreciate it. And and, and just to give a little insight as to you know one flip of the script and asking you these questions, you know, I I have a sense that you know your audience, your clients. Um, your network, they may know of you. And I just wanted to offer to them in this episode who you are. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes that may not come through in the conversations or in the actions and the behaviors, or sometimes they may not even be paying attention to it. And I think it's so, so critically important that, you know, as individuals partner with you, the Plaskett Institute, Mr. Ralph Plaskett himself, they know where this brother's coming from. You know, I appreciate not, that, though. It's no sugar coating. Yeah, you definitely caught me off guard here. So. I know. <laughs> and, and then moving on, right? You know, so I want to take you back to a time when you were incubating this masterpiece. <laughs> Deepening growth. 
And I would ask of you to share with the audience here, when this thought was birthed, what was you noticing about you and your desires? What was your vision? Wow, yeah, Zoe, you, uh, you, you throwing punches, man. You, Bam! <laughs> you throwing punches. <laughs> hey, man, you, you can thank God for this one. You can thank uh, the mighty OJs and uh, the, the Empress of Soul, this, uh, this uh, Gladys Knight of the Pips. Uh, oh, that's that's the frame you, I've been in all day long. I was going to say, that's what you were jamming to, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little Teddy P. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to the question. I, I want to, you know, keep this where it needs to be. Deepening growth. Where, what was my frame of mind as I, uh, as I birthed that book? That's a, uh, a interesting analogy I had not considered before. Um, accurate, um, but one I had not considered before um, birthing the book. Um, wow. That was that was a passion work, um, deepening growth, because it was by my headspace. There was really from my core of wanting to share uh, with the world um, the impact or the power of personal transformations. Mm. Um, right, so you know the personal development industry has been around for eons as ever, right? And there's there's what I categorized um, and often do sometimes. There's, there's a lot of service level um, development happening, and my my hopes and dreams with deepening growth, my hopes and dreams are with deepening growth um, was really to go that level deeper in the growth of an individual um, so that it can trigger uh, or lead towards on that journey of personal transformation. I myself, uh, and I say all of that because I, I, I've been there, right? I had a personal, um, I've had many now, but I've had a personal transformation um, and what, what that's defined to be is a shift in my worldview. Not just a shift in a perspective, um, but a shift in an entire worldview. Something that I held as true the way that I looked through the entire world, that, uh, you know, rose glasses, as they would describe it, those rose glasses turned to orange or blue or whatever to call it, but it was a completely different way that I, view and I, I viewed the world and how I interacted with the world as a result. Um, and the lessons that I learned in that personal transformation to be able to walk myself through um, in collaboration with awesome people, coaches uh, like yourself, um, as well as um, the lessons that I learned to walk myself through and pull myself out of where I was um, in the shift that occurred is what was captured in deepening growth. So, you know, as I birthed that book, it was really a, a project, a passion project of, um, you know, I want to share my experience um, and create a framework that can support the development of others. 
you know, what I'm noticing here, Ross, you know, as you explain who you are, your core, and the birthing of deepening growth, a theme that's consistently jumping out at me is the passion for others. And, you know, you also just described, you know, this shift. And so if, if I ask you to draw in a little bit more into this shift, okay, going back to that specific time, you know, I'm curious as to what, what propelled you to say, you know what, I got to do this. And also pouring your passion to these pages in terms of, you know, it's so important for them. I want them to, you know, whatever the word may be, the adjective or the verb, because I want experience it. But what, just, just pull out a little bit more as to, again, your experience in this shift of transformation, your personal experience. Yeah, so, wow, right? The, the actual shift was completely eye-opening for me. Um, one, because I didn't realize that I didn't know what I didn't know, right? So, um, and um, I, I guess if I go specifics, right, let me deep dive even more, right? So on the transformation, hey, and if you get the book audience, um, for <laughs> those who, does, who don't have it already, um, I kind of open up the, uh, the book with this experience. But, you know, so I was, I was, I think this was when, no, no, yeah, it was when I was in my coaching uh, cohort um, and, you know, we were having, it was probably the second module. So it was early in the cohort. I was just really learning how to become a coach and, and what all of that meant. Um, and, you know, had, we were asking questions of the faculty and I, I um, you know, I had my hand up. I had my hand up. I was like, hey, you know, guys, I, I want to ask a question. Right now, I'm in school, so I'm thinking, you know, put my hand up, let me ask this question. So when I finally got to my turn, the observation um, that was reflected back on me, because I didn't get a chance to ask my question, there was an <laughs> observation that was placed on me. And it said, did you, did you realize that when you're trying to present yourself and you're trying to interject yourself, you, you do so um, in a timid manner? as if you're not uncertain of yourself. Um, and, you know, that might be fine for some folks, but for me, that was, that was a wow. That was a punch. That was a, oh. Um, because I prided myself on being a person of, um, a person who is sure, a person who is confident, a person who is, is you know sure and confident i'll run with those um and not only that not only did i pride myself on that that's that's the way i i meant i mentored i coached i taught at a time i'm like look take your space in the world this is who you are bum, bum, bum. so the fact that i wasn't living up to the identity to which i held mm. was um a big aha for me um and that was the catalyst if you would of my personal transformation, right? You know, if I was, you know, this is a situation where I'm looking at them in the mirror um, and I don't recognize who I'm looking at, right? This person who is supposed to be confident, this person who is, who is telling people to go out boldly into the world, this person I don't recognize because what was 
observed of me was um, was true. Mm. It was a truth to which I was um, masking in um, confidence and 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 surety and boldness. Um, mm. So for for me to really do the work of coaching, for me to really do the work of personal Ralph Plaskett development, um, I had to uh, really take a look at the mask I was wearing and choose if I was going to continue to wear it or if I was going to take it off and, and allow my authentic, vulnerable nature to come forth. Um, so you can imagine, <laughs> right, even just talking through it um, and you know, taking a deep breath. You can imagine, um, you know, that was a conundrum for me, kind of having to figure out, you know, who am I, who do I, who am I, who do I want to be, um, and, you know, how am I going to continue to show up in this world, right, amongst all of the other, uh, other you know, life events that I was dealing with at the time. So you, you have this experience that is happening, um, and you know, I, I was bold enough to think that this is nothing. I can power through this, right? And um, since I'm in this form, I'm just going to get coached around it. No problem. I'm going to, you know, two minutes, I'm going to be able to get the answer, and I'm walking right out of it. Got it. Uh, <laughs> so from there came... Uh, further unfolding um, of my realization of this identity mixture that's going on here. Um, and I had to, um, I broke down, right? I really, I just broke down because I was in complete awe of, um, of this conflict, this tension mm. that was within me. And I couldn't make sense of it. And, and the, tension, um, the tension being, the, the tension being uh, who I say I am and how the world saw me. Right? Um, and that, that was the tension. That was the conflict. And, and, you know, as much as I said I was going to power through, I'm going to come to resolution on it. You know, this was old, old Ralph thinking old Ralph um, uh, view, worldview, saying, yeah, got this confidence, boom, knock it out, we'll do it. And as I start to explore and come to the full, re, um, full willingness of being vulnerable so that I can truly explore it, not knowing, right, if, you know, if I'm looking from this perspective of now, sure, I can talk about it differently, but in the moment, not knowing how it's really going to pan out, Oh, I was so eager to, to just, you know, be done with it. But what happened was an unfolding of more truths and more truths and more truths of, of this tension between how I showed up in the world and how the world viewed the way that I showed up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, that was the catalyst of the unfolding of my personal transformation and the journey um, that underwent to be able to come to the full realization of who I am, my authentic nature, um, and being okay 
with that authentic nature, right? Because the, that nature was different than the identity, the mask that I had on at the time um, that sustained me, right? That, that mask was, was uh, useful in the time. That mask was purposeful. That mask, uh, um, um, you know, was a much of my identity. So to now say that, you know, this mask wasn't really who I, who I was, um, you know, that played a whole lot of games in the head um, that I had to work through. Um, and, and when I say work through, that really means, you know, self-coaching as well as coaching with someone like yourself, um, as, as well as just really coming to grips with um, the, the other side the more vulnerable side of who I am, right? You know, we've talked before about, I believe even on this podcast, about how, especially as men, allowing our vulnerability to um, be exposed or put out on the table, um, that's not just something, that's not something we were, we were taught in, in our generation, and that's not something that we would project and do. Right? No, we had to be so strong. We, you know, this you have to be quote unquote a man, um, and what that all meant. Um, so for me to be able to go through that transformation and that exploration um, was a lot of um, you know chipping away at you know identities and identities that I held on to um, that were formed, you know, through cultural, social. Um, expectations of what of who Ralph should be Ooh. you know one acknowledging what you was experiencing at that moment this conflict um, it, it sounded as if you had to accept one being a non judge in a judgment free zone to accept the fact that, you know what it's okay and I want I was curious as to okay what was it like when you came to this realization that it's okay yeah, so um, I, I don't think in the moment that I recognized that I made um, the, the decision to say that, you know, it's, I guess I did, but I, I did it from the vantage point of, you know, I, I, I wanted to get the full experience of my learning, right? Because I was going through the coaching program and I, I understood or I thought through this lens. If I'm going to be the best coach that I possibly can be, I need to be fully experience um, this transformation, or which I didn't know it was at the time, um, but this experience um, that I'm going through. So I, judgment-free zone or not, um, I surrendered myself to the learning. Right? I surrendered myself to vulnerability. I, I didn't know what that exactly meant. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be, um, you know, sunflowers and, and rainbows. It wasn't gonna be pleasant. Um, uh, but I, I knew in order for me to get the most of this learning, the most of this experience, I had to let go of uh, my guard. I had to let go of the barriers or the uh, um, or the walls that I put up, right? So 
I surrendered myself to being vulnerable. I surrendered myself to the learning experience that I was going through in order for me to get the full fruit of it. Um, and, you know, it was, it was, it was rough in the sense that I'm trying to make sense of who I am as an identity, right? I'm, I'm already, you know, it's not like I'm some young whippersnapper coming through, um, you know, just leaving my parents home or anything like that, right? I'm, I'm, I'm having my place in this world. I, I have a, a young family. Um, I'm, I'm, I am now a father and I'm how, how to be a father if I don't know who I am, right? Um, so it's through that lens, I recognize and said, you know what, in order for me to best be the best version of me, I had to first then become the best version um, of a coach I can be. And so I had to surrender to the process. Gotcha. So let, let's, let's take the audience to, again, this masterpiece. You know, given the fact that you sent a text to me earlier today, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to give a little sneak peek into my, my closing statement, if you will. Okay. It was about 1 a.m. last night uh-huh. when, in my spirit, it was like, you know what? We're going to flip the script. <laughs> really? I had no idea you wanted to talk about this topic called vision. And in my spirit, and 1 a.m. this morning, this is what we began to talk about. And so, yes, my friend, so perfectly aligned. And what we've covered thus far was taking you back into a place when, one, defining who you are, uncovering those elements, those particulars, if you will. And then also going through this, this personal transformation, as you eloquently described, having the willingness and the courage and just as importantly, the vulnerability to say, you know, I'm going to do this work. And so I offer that to your audience here today as we have this particular podcast, because it's so important that, you know, before we begin to, you know, taking additional information from others, what's in our glass? Right. What's in our container? What do we need to let go of so that we can actually grow? Mm, that's powerful right there. You know, and, and, you know, you've just eloquently described your own personal transformation. So thank you for, one, being willing to even begin this journey today in this podcast, this recording, not knowing that, hey, Zoe had a, you know, the spirit of the Lord had a trick up his sleeve for you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. But I, I really appreciate you because, uh, you know, it just takes it to a Again, as the book says, deeper to grow, takes this conversation to a deeper meaning. And I, I just, I firmly believe that your audience needs to know who you are. You know, and I think this is just, you know, hands down, this is so awesome. But let's go into this book, right? Okay. The book, Deeper in Growth. And, uh, you know, there's a few instances in here that I would love to call out. Specifically, an audience, I, I implore you to, to pick up the book. Um, it's perfect in so many ways. So as you pick it up, uh, you know, I ask that you read through a different lens. But specifically, I want to call out a few passages 
that our esteemed author has, you know, taken the time to pour his soul out and offer to you in, in service to, for your own personal growth and transformation. But specifically on page 113, there's a phrase in here. They were convicted as to what they were purposed to do and didn't allow the various challenges and hardships that arise stop them from pursuing and achieving their purpose. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, one o'clock this morning, you said, huh? <laughs> oh, let's, man. Let's, let's take, take the words right out of the, the book here. As you are envisioning this, this, this passion, birthing, uncovering the Plaskin Institute and deepening growth in service to others, what what were you saying here as it relates to you know again leading a life worthy of legacy? Give us a little insight for your audience here. Legacy and vision, man. What about a podcast, brother? <laughs> I was not expecting this. Ah, whoo! Ah, you need a hum tune while you think about that one. Uh huh. Vision, legacy. Uh, conviction. Yes. Yeah, that's the word, and I, that word just, I mean, it just jumps off the page. You know, for, for that passage, that statement that I wrote there is really about um, being grounded. Mm. Right. Um, or, or, or if you're a boat, being anchored. Um, in a vision, in a purpose, in a meaning, um, one that, and those things, right? Vision, purpose, um, meaning, big M, a legacy, those are um, states of thought that is beyond oneself, right? Because if you could accomplish it within yourself, then it's not, it's not big enough, right? It's th those don't hold up to vision, purpose, meaning, um, legacy. And uh, the conviction is really to say you put the anchor in the ground. And although you may not know how you're going to realize this vision, how you're going to achieve this legacy, how you're going to do these things, you put the anchor in the ground and you create a path forward. Um, uh, towards the realization of that thing, right? You're building the road as you are on, um, as you're taking the path of the road. Uh, because it's, it, it's so beyond you um, that you have to construct the road as you take it. Um, and, and, and that's to say that that path, as you're building it and executing on, on going on it, is, is the guidepost to help you keep focused, help you keep um, running um, along that path and not being distracted by the next shiny object, right? The next way, um, the next new fad, if you would. Um, and, and, you know, there's a quote by, you know, by Andy, I think I have it here, but Annie Stanley, he says, everyone ends up somewhere um, in life. Few people end up somewhere on purpose, and those who do are the ones with vision, 
Mm. As, as, as we have this time here on this earth Ooh. and we, we, we create, we have the option rather to create the necessary conditions in, in order to um, end our time here on this earth with the intention to which we set out. Right. So if, I, if I'm going to talk about legacy, I'm going to talk about vision. Um, it's the conviction of our intention. And, and, and that means that our, in, our intention you know, is not something that just sways to the left or to the right, but we, 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 we hold fast to it and we say, you know what, this is the thing that I'm going to realize because this vision, this legacy, this, this um, conviction, is, again, is tied to who I am as an, as an individual, as an identity. And this is tied to who I am, and as a result, um, it is the it is outward expression of my purpose, my meaning, and my time here on this earth. Wow. You know, uh, <laughs> on, on one on one hand, one spectrum, I'm hearing you say courage. Yeah, having the courage to to stay on the the path that has been uncharted. While at the same time, on the other frame, if you on the other side, we have these things called hurdles in life. Yep. And what I'm hearing you say, because it is purpose to do, as you eloquently framed, of course we know that's in the good book as well. Yeah, yeah. Man, we talk about this victory, this conviction. You know, it, it just it sounds like this 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 motivation, this 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 inspiration is coming from within oh absolutely right and, and that, that key word that you said right there i don't even know if you realize it but inspiration right so the thing that inspires you is beyond you right so it is within you uh, to be expressed in this earth um and and I, I, I emphasize the beyond you part and I say greater than you part because if it's just you, you're, you're easy to abandon it. You're easy to let it go to the wayside. Preach um, on. You're, you're easy to just say, okay, I'm going I'm to give up on it. But when you recognize that the thing, the vision, the legacy um, is beyond you, it is you and your four and everybody more, um, when, you, when you are convicted and have that intention then you know you wake up in the morning and your purpose to do because you know um the thing that you're doing is in support of not only yourself as a level of fulfillment um but also um for you know you you're for and everybody more right so so yeah <laughs> wow and, and particularly on this page here page 126 <laughs> right so now we're in the chapter of flipping the switch Mm -hmm. Reframing your goals and turn your nice to haves into must haves. Right. That's the title of the chapter. Again, I'm giving the audience just a, just a glimpse as to all the wishes that's in this book. But specifically, let me read this particular passage. A nice to have is a successful job that pays the bills, provides security, and affords you the nicer things in life. A must have, a must have is a purposeful and inspiring job, career, calling, 
where you operate with autonomy, cultivate mastery, and realize your purpose in order to have all those results we're talking about. You know, so personal story, right? So I've, I've had a wonderful career thus far, um, you know, serving our country uh, through various um, you know, federal agencies. Um, I have since left at work, but have done so. Um, and in my career there, in my time there, um, I've met some amazing people across the whole spectrum of a career time frame. A lot of those who are the, in their second career or coming towards the tail end of their first career. Um, and one of the themes that I pulled out of those various conversations um, were so many people just going through the motion of, or what was expected of them of society. Um, and they come at the tail end of their you know, first career or even then their second career, and they, they live or they have statements of uh, regret, uh, statements of, I wish I had. Um, and, and, you know, if we're talking about our career, we're talking about 30, 40 years um, in many cases where, you know, they're, they're reflecting on their time and said, man, if, if, if only I knew what I knew now and if I wish I had uh, done um, what I had the courage to do back then. Um, so that statement that you read um, was really um, birthed out of those conversations and saying, man, if I, if I was to be able to flip the, the switch then and understand how I am in this world and how I'm intended to provide my value into this world, um, I would make different choices, <laughs> right? I, I wouldn't in in respect to the stories, I wouldn't look back at, at you know forty years and say, "Man, I wish I had." Right? You would have said, "You would have looked if you were to be able to flip the switch." You would have said, "Oh man, I I did good," or "Oh man, this this was a pretty interesting ride." Um. So you know, so much of what I purpose to do is really create the awareness and the conditions for folks to be able to step out um, and create their best life, yeah. right? Um, and sometimes, since we're on the military road, sometimes it's really breaking them down, i.e. a personal transformation to really build themselves back up um, so that they can go on that road that we were talking about and create the vision, legacy, um, purpose that they have for their, their lives. Man, wow. What, what, do you, what do you think is necessary for one to say, you know what? Yeah, 40, year, 40 years may have passed, and now I'm at this juncture in my life, and I have to flip the switch. What do you think is required of an individual, a person, any, any walk of life to to commit to the new path, to the new thing. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot has come into mind, right? First of which at the forefront is vulnerability. 
because of the change, yeah. right? We, you know, I've, I've coached a few folks enough that uh, I can say that, you know, this is somewhat true, a truth, where, um, you know, if you've been in a career for so period, such a period of time, you, that career becomes part of your identity. Um, and then for you to come out of that career one way or the other through retirement or being let go, um, you're kind of trying to figure out who are you now at that point, you know, who, if I'm going to make this switch um, and who am I, what can I do there? Um, so it, it's, it's really taking that vulnerable exploration um, and taking a look at, you know, who you are and who you want to be in this second phase of life, uh, for example, right? Um, it, again, so much of identity, personal identities are shaped by cultural and social standards, right? How society wants you or expects that you should show up to life. Um, and as a result, authentic selves don't come to mm. the forefront. So, you know, there's so many people who come to that second stage of their life and they're like, who am I? Yes, sir. And then you have to go, th but the only, the only way that I have found is to go through that vulnerable exploration because it's not easy, right? To, to, to say that you are not that or you are not that anymore or you are more than that um, or any of those scenarios there, uh, it, it triggers um, an identity crisis saying, okay, if I'm not that, or, or this, or, or more than this, then how did I show up to life for this past period of time? Wow. Right? Um, so yeah, that, that uh, you know, that, you know, that's why I have such a passion around um, the education and facilitation around personal transformation, right? That rhymes, by the way, I'm going to become a rapper in my second life. Hey, call him Exactly, right? <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's when, uh, that's when music was good. Man. Um, not to belittle music today, but nevertheless. Um, it is a difference, man. Let's just acknowledge that. Yeah, it is a difference. <laughs> it is a difference. Um, and I guess each generation says that, right? You know, regardless yeah. of what a, each generation says that. Yeah. So, so yeah, right. You, you, the per the education and facilitation of personal transformation is so such a power move in one's personal development um, that you know, if my vision is really so that everyone can experience it. Now, now hear what I said, everyone, that's like 7 billion people on the planet. That's a beyond Ralph thing, right? That's why it's a vision. Everyone can have an experience um, of a personal transformation so that they can get to the depth of who they are, authentic nature, so that then they can walk out life, intentional um, purpose, vision, and realize that vision in the world. I believe through that, then we create conditions, we create environments that is gonna be even more supportive uh, in this world. We create conditions that brings this world to be amazing 
and fruitful and and powerful and um, open and all of those goodness if people can take off the masks that they are um, they they pick up along the way and become authentic to who they are right so allow me to interact with you as as you were were created to be in your purest of essence allow me to interact with you and not a facade of you allow me to support you in your vulnerability and you can support me in my vulnerability um, and not put up a facade that I now have to figure out how I'm going to work my way around. Mm-hmm. Right? These, other, these, these, these masks, these facades, these walls create conditions that, that, aren't, um, that, that don't allow for forward progression. Wow. So that's why I think um, that's why my purpose, my vision for um, the Plaskett Institute of, of, of this realization of more um, personal uh, transformations occurring, you know, it's such a, a passion work for me because, you know, of these benefits that, that it can be realized in this earth. You know, as you were speaking and, and, and unpacking that to us, two words came to mind, uh, which were aligned with, again, these eloquent words that you put in paper for us. Uh, you used the word autonomy and um, cultivate mastery, realize your purpose. And what that sounds like is freedom. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, just imagine this shift from being stuffy, jailed, incarcerated, um, small, to a point of being free. And I really appreciate you offering those insights for today's episode, because I think it's just so powerful that as we consider our own visions, our own lives, what it could be like to shift from dark to light, from positive to negative, or so excuse me, from negative to positive. And we may think that where we are is good, and maybe good enough, we're content. Right. But what does this thing called freedom really feel like? And a second thought that came to mind comes from more scripture, and you know, as you were speaking, I had to actually go there because I don't want to mess it up. Of course, I can paraphrase you know, fact that it's 2021. But specifically in the book of John, chapter 16, 33, these things I have spoken unto you that in me, you may have peace. Right. You may have peace. I believe the message And it goes on to say, oh, go ahead, No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. And on the second half of that, of course, it says, in this world, the outside stuff, you will experience trials and tribulations. Right. Wow. The, I was going to say that I think the Message Bible or one of the variations says perfect peace. 
right? Um, and you, you know, so I, I've said before that the external world yields itself to your internal world, yeah. right? So if you are at peace, right, then all of this tribulation, all of this um, uh, frustration, all the things out in the world, um, you're able to respond to it differently um, because you are at peace. Peace is external, internal, not external. Um, <laughs> there's so much, there's so much there. Right? <laughs> you know, I picked up on it, right? I was like, well, I'm about to ask, what's there? Ah, that's, 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 that's just so, so much there. Um, but if I can connect back to what I previously said, right, where we, we're wearing these masks, we have these, these, these walls, we have these barriers um, to our, our authentic self showing up. For whatever reason, right, wrong, or indifferent, um, we create conditions of, of, of jailed, um, of incarceration in the mind, um, where we are, we have known or unknown, it's dark and it's not who we are. So if we, if we then go through the experience to basically break down that wall, to experience, to chip away at those chains and our, emancipate ourselves from mental slavery, Right, none but ourselves <laughs> can free it. our mind. Right, as 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 good Bob Marley has have said, um, then we can we we're free, as you described. And and every time I, I hear the word free, what what I what I feel, what I visualize is the the a cool wind coming in and the shining light. As you're walking from that, that, that whole transition from darkness to light, um, and and that cool breeze just representing fresh air that you've never experienced before. And that's why I continue to visualize when I hear the word free. And so much of the as as if, you know, if we if I go back to the analogy of taking off the mask, right? That that mask is a constraint. And if we take off that mask, that cool breeze is able to get to all of the face. Even the scruffiness that I got here, you know what I mean? It gets to all the face and it just feels amazing, feels liberated. It feels as if anything is possible. That's the feeling that I think I rather that I desire for every individual um, to be able to feel like everything is possible and then start building the road that, to be able to realize that everything. You honor me, good sir. You honor me. I, I know we're, we're closing out here. Um, so I, what I'll say is thank you. Um, I, again, I was not expecting this, um, but thank you. Um, it, was, it was a good exercise to go down the path that I was not expecting to go down and go back down memory lane in some capacities too. Uh, so that was pretty... Uh, pretty powerful if, if anything it helps reinvigorate my vision to be realized in this world 
Um, and don't think I am not blind to the, the, the chess move you made there as well. <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, I don't worry. I'm studying that board. No, I know you are. <laughs> oh, uh, I see this as a wonderful challenge. I am going for checkmate. <laughs> I, I'm going for checkmate. Oh, brother. Man, I love you, man. You know, yeah, I, I love you too, man. I, I, I just want to, you know, serve you in the best, in the best way that I possibly can. Support you. And, um, I just really want to, you know, just leverage that. And, and, and again, I'll just throw a plug in as you were speaking about, you know, uh, the various aspects of the book for today's podcast, really coming from within, that inspiration from my dad. And I couldn't ignore it. Had I ignored it, I don't, again, I, one, I will be held accountable for that. But just as importantly, how much do I say I truly love you if I do not? explore this intuition, this inspiration, this spirit from within to give my full self over to, again, to support you in your endeavors. And so I, I just, you know, if I had to put a bow on this conversation, that'll be me today. And I'll leave the last words with you, sir. What are your final comments for the audience? Whew. Well, you know, there you had it, guys. That's, uh, you know, an exploration, right? That's what we do here in this podcast, explore more. That's an exploration uh, in the vision through the my, lens of my personal experience uh, as Zoe uh, went and, and uh, unpackaged for you here today uh, unexpectedly. So, um, you know, if you so do desire to pick up uh, Deepening Growth, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, you can type in Ralph Plaskett or, or you can type in Deepening Growth. Uh, powerful lessons to cultivate your personal transformation. Um, and you can grab your copy today. I am uh, so happy uh, to be able to share this time with you here, Zoe. Um, it was a great podcast, as a great episode as usual. Um, and again, you honor me. Um, you honor me, you honor me, you honor me. So I appreciate it. Um, and until next week, guys, enjoy the greatness that is life.